Welcome to Kick-Ass Boomers, giving you the motivation and inspiration you need to make the most of your later years. Whether you're still in the planning stages or you're several years in, we'll share stories from boomers who refuse to act their age and continue to live a life inspired. Let them show you how being old can be new if you know what to do with your host, Terry Lorbeer. Hello and welcome to Kick-Ass Boomers. My guest today is Dr. Inga Jung. Inga was born and raised in Sweden, where she graduated as a chemical engineer, but nobody at that time hired women engineers. So Inga moved to Bangladesh and then to Venezuela. In 1990, she came to the United States, where she went to the traditional school for Chinese medicine in Miami from 92 to 95, and she graduated as an acupuncture physician. She opened her own clinic and had amazing results, but one or another patient didn't respond as she expected. The patient would feel much better after the treatment, but the ailment would come back mostly aches and pains and digestive problems. I will let Inga explain the rest of the story about how she came to develop the allergy kit. Welcome, Dr. Inga. How are you today? Thank you. I'm very well. Good. So you've got a very varied background from a chemical engineer to what you're doing today, but it's all kind of science related. So in a way, it's still related, right? It is. <laughs> it is. So let's start by explaining to my audience the process you went through to develop a protocol and sip systems patients can do themselves at home so you can help more people. So what happened was, as you said, some people didn't get what I expected or what they expected. And I started on a quest to find what it could be and found allergies and NAET, which is Nambodripad's allergy elimination technique, and was certified in 98 and treated people. But many of them, because of cost, because of time, because of a lot of things, they thought after 10, 15 treatments, okay, they are a little better. So... Yeah, we'll quit. And then I found a lot of people lived in areas where there were no practitioners or they would travel two to three hours. And sometimes that would almost be contrary to you're supposed to relax after treatment and not go in the car and drive for a couple of hours. Right. And, and that's, and also many have more than one. For example, many kids, many came with their kids, even though the whole family. If one has allergies, the others do too. Right. And they often had more than one child. And often I ended up treating three or four people and being charged for one. So that doesn't really work very well either. <laughs> and I decided to find a way, protocol that they could do themselves. So I experimented and studied all kinds of different <laughs> modalities and Finally, in 2006, I launched the Allergy Kit. Wow, 2006. Great. Yeah, it's a long time ago. Yes. And of course, since then, it has developed into, <laughs> into several kits. I have kits, for example, for... I have a basic kit, which consists of seven vials and a stress vial. And that's the basic. Everybody is even though they don't th even think they have any allergies. But right. we are all sensitive to these basic things. Like the first vial is 
egg and chicken, milk and dairy, and vitamin C and parasites. Oh. And some people come and say, well, I'm a vegan. I don't eat chicken or eggs. We came from an egg. <laughs> right. So we need to be able to absorb the basic protein. And when we are born, we get milk. And when we start eating, we get vitamin C. We are warm-blooded animals, mm -hmm. so we all have parasites. And even though we don't know it, people say, hey, well, I don't have any parasites. I know. It. Yeah, most people, they go, oh, my God, me, I don't have a... I know we do. We all do. It's, it's amazing. We, some of us have way more than we have any idea. Exactly. And we are mostly allergic to their dead bodies and their poop. Ooh, yep, yep. Yeah. Doesn't sound good, but it's in there. We know it's in our body. It is in there. Right. You, you can just take like a strong microscope mm -hmm. and look what you have on your skin. Ah. <laughs> and it's scary only that. Oh, wow. So, and then the next, the, the second treatment is for sugar and vitamin B. Sugar is in everything. Mm -hmm. I need vitamin B. And the third is for toxins. They say today that children are born with up to 500 different toxins and chemicals in their umbilical cord. Isn't that awful? And that's why children are developing cancer as babies. Because you think, how do these little babies and young children get cancer? Well, it yes. came through that umbilical cord from their mom. Yeah. Yep. And all the toxins she's going through. Yep. So then uh, number four is for vaccines. And especially kids on the spectrum, there is, they almost always see some kind of change after the vaccine treatment. Yep, I've heard that. Yep. And yep, number five is again for sugar and for candida. Number six is for grains. And the seventh treatment is for all, all everything mixed mm -hmm. and also with added endocrines and organs. So after you do that, is it a one-time thing and then you're better? Do Once you... Do the thing for like sugar. Do you have, you have to stay away from sugar, right? The sugar, well, preferably. If you don't stay away from sugar, you definitely have to treat yourself for sugar, maybe once a month or something. Okay. Normally, the treatments, you have to. Sometimes you have to do them again. Mm -hmm. But since you have the kit, it's not the big problem. Right. And sometimes you have to go deeper. For example, as I said, the first treatment has egg and chicken and the vitamin C and parasites. So just to give an example, I had a girl, her mother did not want to do the kit on her, so she preferred to come to my clinic. Uh -huh. And I treated her for by number one, twice. When she came back the third time, she was still weak because I do muscle testing. Right. And then I checked all the different things. I checked the egg, egg yolk, egg white, chicken, milk, and vitamin C. She was strong on everything but chicken. Ah. And the mother said, oh, that's almost all I gave her. There you go. <laughs> no, I treated her for chicken only. Uh -huh. So I had to go down, break it down and go down to only chicken. And I said, well, go home. Don't give her any chicken for a couple of weeks and come back. She came back after, and I forgot to say, this girl was covered in eczema from top, from her scalp to her toes. Oh, my goodness. So wow. this girl really, really suffered. She right. came back after two weeks, totally clean. Not one spot on her. Wow, totally clean. So, yeah. Yeah. And the average, 
person thinks, oh, you go to the doctor and you get medicine for that and it goes away. But no, because you're not getting rid of the underlying problem. And that's why it keeps coming back and why doctors keep treating people over and over for the same thing, because they're not looking at the root cause. What's causing it, right? No, and we can take something like headaches. Yep. I've had patients more than once who had uh, headaches or migraines and could not figure out why. And she had gone through everything, even MRI on her brain. Wow. And there was nothing wrong. It was the food. So she was allergic to one of the basic things. I don't remember what it was, but it was very basic in the basic kit and uh, it just went away. Well, and Doc, I've ha- I used to have migraines when I was younger, right around my period. So I always assumed they were related to my, my cycle and my hormones and that kind of thing. But they tell you that some foods will cause migraines, but they don't really go into depth and try and find out what it is for you. They just say, oh, well, cheese could do it or coffee. Could. So stay away from that. But they don't really go in depth to find out. Because they don't know. Yeah, the- which they really need to. Yeah. And of course, allopathic doctors, they think what I do is woo-woo. <laughs> right. <laughs> more and more people are understanding it's not, thank God. A lot of people yeah. are waking up and understanding that's real medicine. Just kind of trying to treat one symptom at a time doesn't do you any good. What's starting it? Where's What's the cause? Where's it coming from? Yeah. And I mean, we can heal ourselves. If you get, if you cut your finger, what happens? It heals itself, yeah. It heals itself. It does. You don't really have to, you know, well, if you don't put a lot of dirty stuff in it, but right. nothing really will happen, it will heal. Right. And uh, that is the same. We are able to heal ourselves. And we are all energy. Yes. Yep. We are all energy. I agree. So now you also are able to help kids on the spectrum, the autism spectrum. And you said that a lot of these kids have these emotional outbursts, which are just awful for everyone near them. The family doesn't know what to do. The child's all upset and a mess. And especially if you're out in public when it happens, but you kind of say that that can all be healed by finding out what they're allergic or sensitive to, because kids that or on the spectrum are generally very sensitive to maybe more than one thing. Oh, they are. They, I don't know if it is that every generation today is weaker and weaker. Mm-hmm. And so the children are coming out weaker right. with a lower immune system. Right. They get their first vaccination when the first day they are born for hepatitis, which they should not have. They should check the mother if she has hepatitis instead. Right. Absolutely. Why are you giving a newborn that? I'm so against that. So against that. And many parents don't even know. They don't. No. So what I think is that once they start getting their vaccinations, because they are so super sensitive to start with, that's why they have... Because even the doctors say it doesn't have anything to do. Whatever it is, around 18 months, many of them get diagnosed as autistic. And so they are sensitive. So they are also sensitive to food. Mm-hmm. And milk, many of them are allergic to milk. Many of them are allergic. Most of them are allergic to wheat. Mm-hmm. And some of the reactions to these substances is outbreaks, meltdowns, screaming. Right. Not only wheat. I mean, it can be, I had one boy, he was five years old when I started to treat him. 
he had at least seven temper tantrums a day. Oh. Certain clothes he absolutely would not wear. Mm. And very picky eater. Of course, they're all picky eaters. Maybe because they know that right. they react. But also, right. they crave wheat and sugar, which are the things that make them react. Right. His mother did not have any idea about nutrition. Mm. So when she came in, he was pretty wild. And she hauled up a two or three foot long red gummy snake. Mm. So the kid was silent for five. For, it took about 10 minutes for him to swallow it. And then, of course, he was much worse. <laughs> Wow. But I started to treat him and uh, she started to change, change her food habits. Mm -hmm. And he totally recuperated. Last year, he graduated from college and uh, totally without any problems. His grandmother still calls me and thanks me and says I saved his life. Yeah, absolutely. And the family's life, because you know what? This is disruptive to the whole family when you have a child that just has temper tantrums all day long. It's not fair to anybody. Disruptive is not the word, because I see what it, I see many of these mothers, they sometimes the husbands leave, right? They are all by themselves. Yep. They are living with this. And they, I joined one of these groups and I put in, try try to make a food journal and see if it has anything to do with food. One of the answers I got, that was the stupidest thing I ever heard. How can food have anything to do? <laughs> no, they don't know. They don't know. They don't know. And they don't know about nutrition either. Like young That's mothers don't know what to feed their children. They're not given any guidance. The guidance they do get is usually all wrong. So none of them really know what to do. And that makes them feel bad because they yeah. know they don't know. But it's sad. It's so sad. It's sad because also the child, if he doesn't get what he, she wants, it's a lot of noise. Yep. So it's easier to give them what they want, yep. but that is where they have the reaction. Yes. So it is just a vicious cycle. Right. Right. And I mean, I have this book that you can buy on my website, also dringe.com, D-R-Y-L-G-E, about, about autism. Finding Your Lost Child. That's the name of the book. Because yeah. not everyone, some people are just listening. So the book's called... Finding Your Lost Child, and it's children with autism, right, or on the spectrum somewhere. So, yeah, so it's understanding allergies, nutrition, and detox in autism, ADHD, and children on the spectrum. Ah, very good. That's interesting. So I kind of, I never thought I had allergies. I never thought I had anything. But as I became an adult and as I started working in real estate, people looked at me and said, you have ADHD. And I'm like, I don't. Yeah, but I probably do. So I didn't realize that's on the spectrum as well. But, and I had no idea. I've never been diagnosed. I never went to get diagnosed because what's the point? They don't know what to do to help you anyway. So I figured, what's the point? But it's funny that people that know about it, they'll look at me and what I do and how I do things and go, oh, yeah, you totally have it. You totally have it. So, and I have a lot, I'm sure I have a lot of food allergies, but up until recently, I always thought I had no allergies. I just thought some of my kids do, but I never thought I did. But certain things, the headaches and not being able to lose weight yet, there's things that jump out that, yeah, I probably do have a lot of allergies. 
Yeah, I never thought I had allergies either. And I the same way when I was a kid until I was about 18, 19. Right. I had tummy pains all the time. Then it turned into migraines and headaches. Mm -hmm. And uh, not until I started. And also shortly after I graduated, I developed fibromyalgia and I could hardly walk. Mm -hmm. I cried when I got in and out of the car. Oh, I cried in and out of, on and off the toilet. Wow. <laughs> and nothing helped what I did. No chiropractic, acupuncture, massage, nothing helped. Wow. And that's when I started with allergies. Mm-hmm. And not until I started to treat myself for allergies that I didn't know I had. Right. That's when I started to get better. And then, of course, I also had to bring a few <laughs> things in my baggage that I had to work on. Right. Right. <laughs> Going through life and divorces and stuff like that that right. I never really handled. I just worked and worked and worked. Yes. Right. Yeah. Which is, you've got you've to handle it. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Now, I is there one particular thing that brings out fibromyalgia or is it different for everyone who has it? Different for different. everybody who has it. But I think wheat is one of the worst things they can have. Mm -hmm. The same with milk and dairy, probably. Mm -hmm. So um, I do have a friend who has fibromyalgia very badly. And she's gone to so many doctors and none of them have been able to help her. She's tried so many different things, and she still has it, and she still suffers. So there's not a lot of doctors that have answers because they're not looking for the allergy. No, they don't. They don't. Mm -mm. So, and I mean, even to go to an allergies can, if you have, if you are uh, react severely to certain things. I had one client who bought my kit online, who she was at an allergist first and got very sick from the injections when they tried to figure out what she was allergic to. Oh. But then she went back a year or so later and she had an anaphylactic attack and they had to take her to the hospital. Oh, wow. But she got over all of these allergies with the allergy kit. <laughs> See that? Wow. And it's something you can do at home, which is so good. And I think one allergy kit can treat a whole family, right? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And chances are if someone in the family has allergies. Most of the people have allergies. Yeah, they are in what you call it hereditary. Yes. See that? And I never thought I did, but I do have some kids that definitely have some allergies. They're not really being treated. They'll take like Claritin or something. But and then my no, husband. Take yeah, you can take that during the day you die. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't change anything. It doesn't help. I know. And they have other issues with having a hard time losing weight. And my one daughter has fertility issues. So there's a whole lot of issues that probably are all related to allergies and no one's ever said anything to her. Well, the thing with allergies and weight is that you create what you're allergic to. <laughs> I've and heard they that. are mostly not good things. Right. It's like sugar and wheat. Right. And then how can you lose weight if you keep eating it? And, and, even, if you, yeah, and even if you stay off of sugar, you might be allergic to wheat. And there's so many things they tell us we should be eating that have wheat in it. And now we can't. And I think wheat has gotten worse over the years because the farmers are treating the wheat before they even harvest it with a lot of toxins. So that's making it worse. Well, they treat it. They treat it with glyphosate, which comes from Roundup. I yep. don't know if your listeners ever heard of Roundup. Yep. I think they all have them in the garage. Yep. But they spray them with glyphosate like two or three days before harvesting. And all the toxins go straight up to the kernels that we then consume. Oh. Horrible. And glyphosate 
It was first, I guess, in the 70s, classified as a herbicide. In 2010, it was classified as an antibiotic. A what? Antibiotic. So if you are eating unorganic food, uh-huh. you are eating antibiotic all the time. Oh, my God. And if you look at depression, for example, that is so common nowadays. Yes. I don't know how many people are on happy pills. Yes. But they're looking in the wrong place. Ah. They should look at the digestion instead. Right. So they like to say, the anti- I mean, eating antibiotic destroys the gut. Mm. And people who get uh, prescribed antibiotics by the doctor, mm-hmm. 17% within a year develops depression. <gasps> 20, I think it was 23% develops anxiety within a year of having antibiotics. Oh my goodness, that's terrible. And there are people who get antibiotics all the time. Plus, right. we are eating it with the wheat or with the, all the or non-organic food. Right, right. But depression has become so big in in schools, even down to elementary school, kids are depressed. Well, what, kind of food is, do, what kind of food do they get there? Right, right. Wheat, they get all kinds of stuff. They could be allergic to chicken or eggs or whatever. And they're, they're just getting all, all junk. I was shocked when my kids went off to college, the junk they get in the college cafeteria. It's awful. My kids all and gained they, a lot of weight in college because of all the junk they got. was not good food. And they, it's all non-organic. Yes. So you are getting all this right. toxin in you and antibiotics. I mean, you are eating antibiotics the whole time. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And all of us probably take too many antibiotics anyway. Some people run to the doctor with every little sniffle and they want antibiotics, which is just crazy because then when you really need them, they're not effective anymore. But yeah, yeah. people want those little happy pills. They don't want to do the work of figuring things out and taking care of them so that they don't keep coming back, which is crazy. Yes. And I mean, we have the vagus nerve. Not going to Las Vegas, the vagus nerve, V A G U S, which is one of the 12 cranial nerves. The longest nerve in the body goes directly from the brain through all the organs ah. and to the gut. It's directly con- connected to the gut. Oh. So that's why I'm saying if you go to the shrink and you get happy pills, you are looking in the wrong place. Yes. They wow. should be specialists in gut problems and not. Right. It for, because, for example, the feel-good trans, neurotransmitter serotonin, almost 100% is created in the gut, not in the head. Ah. 50% of the dopamine is created in the gut. Mm-hmm. So if your gut doesn't work, and there are other transmitters too that are very important for your brain health. And if you keep eating that kind of food, I think that has to do with Alzheimer's because it's a neurological story like with autism and spectrum disorders. It comes from the gut. So you're saying Alzheimer's comes from the gut? Is that what you said? Uh, true. Uh-huh. Yes, because it's proven, for example, with people with dementia and memory problems, mm-hmm. if they take them off a week, it gets better. Oh, how about... And what do they feed them in those homes? Lots of wheat. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. Pasta and... Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Oh, my goodness. That is amazing. That is amazing because re- this month is World Alzheimer's Month to get awareness out there. There are 
are younger people being diagnosed too. Oh, yes. More now than ever before, young people in their 50s being diagnosed with Alzheimer's and dementia. And so you're saying that it could also be an allergy. Definitely starts with the gut. So they need to start looking at that. They do. And uh, Alzheimer's, it doesn't develop from one day to another. It can take 30 years. And I think that's why our food now is so much worse than it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. My father had Alzheimer's. He died of that. He had it for 10 years. And I think his was more dementia than Alzheimer's because it didn't keep progressing. Alzheimer's generally just gets worse and worse until you can't feed yourself. You can't do anything. He never got to that point. So I think his was dementia and he was in a car accident and hit the front of his head really hard. And that is known to sometimes cause dementia. But then well, once he was in the home and they were feeding him all the bad food and the wheat and all, I'm sure it didn't help. It got worse. It got worse. Well, I will tell you another thing that I don't know why people or at least uh, ER doctors don't know that when you have a head injury, I said, I told you where the vagus nerve starts. Yes. The erect communication with the gut. So people who have head injury, they should be very careful and Pay attention to how their gut changes and be careful with what they eat. And, uh, that's very uh, try to eat it. Yeah, because it's related. Oh my it gosh. is related. Wow. Boy, that could really change a lot of people's lives if they started looking into that for Alzheimer's. And that sounds like it could be changed pretty quickly. Yes. Yeah. And I think... Probably the reason older people, like my aunt just died. She just passed away a couple of weeks ago. And again, in the last two to three years, she also developed dementia or Alzheimer's. So, and I think it's because probably because as she aged, she wasn't eating as well anymore and maybe eating more wheat. You can make toast and eggs pretty easily. Exactly. So she was probably changing her eating habits. And then it just got worse and worse because she was yeah. fine up until about 92. And it was just as she got older and was still living alone, which was great. But I think she just changed her eating habits and that might have made the difference. Yeah. And she probably needed less and less food. And then you go for a sandwich or just bread. Right. Pasta or something. Right. You're by yourself. You're not going to make a whole lot of big meals. So, yeah, yeah. You definitely change the way you eat when you're alone. Very interesting. Wow. Yeah, so I wish they would start already in schools to teach about food right. and turn the sad American diet, the standard American diet, right. pyramid upside down. Right, upside down. Absolutely. But you know what? They don't even teach it in medical school. So where else are they going to teach it? Now, there's lots of people, women especially, getting into nutrition and becoming nutrition counselors. But I don't know that they really know what the best food is either. And unless a little bit about allergies, how can you really be a good nutrition guide for someone? Because you might be telling them that wheat's good for them when they're allergic to it. So people are going to nutritionists, especially people that develop cancer, starting to think, well, I maybe need to talk to a nutritionist, maybe eat better. And again, they might be getting bad advice. They think they're doing the right thing, but maybe they're getting bad advice. That is very true. Yeah. So... And yeah, I don't know what the solution is. I don't information. I think it is information that is missing. 
Yeah, and podcasts like this can help get the information out there if people are listening and they want to take care of their allergies or they think, well, I have these symptoms. And most people, as we age, we do develop more digestive problems, and I have too. Lots of digestive problems, but not everybody does. So again, it's probably the allergies that are causing it. So I need to get a kit, figure out what's what so that I can take care of it. Because as you get older, pretty soon you can't eat anything because everything upsets your stomach. And then that's not good either. And you get antibiotics for everything. And uh... Yep, yep. Well, I'm not one that runs to the doctor and does all of that. I'm pretty cautious. I was diagnosed with cancer when I was 66, and it was lymphoma, which was very curable. So I went for that. And again, I didn't just say to them, they're going to give you chemo and you think you're okay. No, you've got to change lots of things. So I started exercising more. I make sure I get out and walk every day. I lift weights a couple times a week. I change my diet. It's probably still not good enough because I'm still eating wheat, but at least I changed some things so that I hopefully does not come back. People that don't change anything, well, it's going to come back. It's well, in your system. It's going to just come alive again, right? Of course. If you do the same thing, how will you expect to change? Exactly. Exactly. No, I think that for people to accept that, well, maybe they have allergies, that would be a big step. But yep. so many... Of course, you talk about allergies and everybody says, I don't have any allergies. Right. But I know somebody, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's funny. I really didn't think I had any. I knew I had symptoms. I knew I had sugar cravings. I definitely know that. And I have low energy. What's it called? That chronic fatigue. Fatigue. I have chronic fatigue. I've had a lot of things. And I think my chronic fatigue developed when I was in my 30s when I got the flu really bad one year. And then it went right into chronic fatigue. And I've had it ever since. Like I wake Mm -hmm. up tired. I go to bed tired. I'm always tired. So that has stayed with me. And now I didn't know it could have been an allergy that it's something that can be addressed. And of course, doctors have never said that. I've gone to doctors over the years and they never have any advice for the fatigue, none. And while I remember, by the way, when you do the kit, your cravings go away. For example, if you have sugar cravings. Yes. And maybe you have to treat the sugar several times. But once you have one piece of whatever it is and then you don't want any more, you know that. That would be great. That would be great. Because it's funny because my kids just bought me a cake because I had my 100th episode on Monday. And I love cakes. It's sugar. It's what. And this was a very sweet cake. So I've been eating some all week. Probably not yet. So I guess this will be my last one. When the cake's done, that's it. No more cake. I'll order the kit. I'll go through the test because, yeah, I, uh, sugar is just, I know sugar is a problem for me. And at times I don't eat a whole lot, but then it, those cravings come back. So if I could get rid of them, that would be great. If I could look at a piece of cake and go, oh, don't even want it. It's not even app. That would be wonderful. And I know yeah. some people can do it, right? Yeah. And it's not only the sugar. It's the wheat. It turns into, it's a simple carb. It turns into sugar. That's right. Yes, absolutely. And what is the one worst thing for cancer patients? Sugar. Sugar, sugar. feeds cancer. So yes. you, when you are being treated for cancer, and again, they don't tell you that, you shouldn't be eating any sugar and I guess no wheat either because both of them are going to no. feed the cancer. So you need yeah, to stay. Sure. And yeah, when I was sure. in having chemo, believe it or not, they had donuts there 
for the patients and the nurses to eat while we were having chemo. I never took any because I knew that would, but it was tempting right there in the chemo room. And they're trying to cure you on the one hand and they have no idea that's going to just maybe bring it right back because some patients, the cancer comes right back. It never really goes away. Sad. It is sad. And that is really no communication. Yes. And yeah, we don't communicate. Word is not getting out that allergies play a big part. But uh, as I've learned over the last couple of years, I can see where, yeah, they really are. And even in the past, there was a movie about a husband and wife who created this medicine for their child who had this very unique kind of disease. And they cured the boy because they figured out that he needed something he wasn't getting. And it was something gold, or I can't really remember. It's been a while now, but they actually were able to save their own son when medicine couldn't. Medicine Mm -hmm. couldn't do it because they weren't looking at what was it coming from? What was that? What started it? What's the root cause? And they don't really, they address symptoms, a symptom here, and usually with medication. So like I'm 72 now, I just turned 72, and I'm not on any medication. I refuse to take medication because once you take one, then you need another to combat some symptom you had from there. And then you need a third one. Then you need, before you went, most people are on four or five medications. My husband's on five or six. Yeah, I was going to say six, seven. Yeah. And I'm not on any and I feel much better. I feel tired, but at least I'm fairly, I can move. I can do things. I'm not in a wheelchair. I don't have any big problems for a 72 year old. So, and once I do the allergy kit, I might be, have so much energy. I'll really be bouncing off the walls. Be running away from your husband. (laughs) So you fix yourself with the allergy kit too, which I'm sure he has a ton of them and maybe he'll feel better as well. And then of course my kids have to address it as well because I definitely know they all have allergies. My oldest son, maybe not as much as my daughters, but my daughters, I'm sure they all have a hard time losing weight. So that's a big allergy. They don't all eat a lot of sugar, but I think And my one daughter doesn't eat a lot of wheat either, but she just cannot lose weight. So something's off. There are other things. I mean, just simple carbs, and that is in potatoes and and pasta. I mean, it's in a lot of things that we don't think of. And uh, pasta, for example, that's pizza, pasta. Right, right. It's a big part of the American. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. So tell us again where my audience can go to find out more about the allergy kit, learn more about you so that they can order a kit and be able to get through, especially people that have grandchildren on the autism spectrum. This could be a real boom for your family because it's just so disruptive. I have a friend and her family is so disrupted by this. The husband and wife are still together, but it's caused a lot of problems and they are at each other's throats all the time because of this child. So um, tell us again no, my, where we my, can... my heart breaks for yeah, 40 years. It, it really is hard because it's not their fault. It's like, but no one's there to help them and teach them. So for the people listening today, at least, maybe you'll go to Dr. Inga's website, learn more, get an allergy kit, and be able to address some of these issues. Yeah, they can go to dringe.com, which is D-R-Y-N-G-E.com or theallergykit.com. And especially, I, as I said, my heart breaks for autism and for the mothers to kids on the, on, 
with autism more than on spectrum. Right. Because nobody wants to listen to them. They are not yeah. heard. They lose their friends because they talk too much about them. They have nobody to talk to. No, so they when don't. They finally get, they, they talk and then the friend said, no, I can't handle this. And nobody wants to be around their child because the child keeps having tem- temper tantrums. So that's yeah, so another they reason they don't want to be near them. It's a shame. Well, and they can't even give have somebody look after them for the same reason. So they can't even, they can't work. Right. They can't go out and have fun with their girlfriends once a week or whenever. Right. They are very isolated. Yes. Very isolated. Yes. It's so true. So I hope the word gets out to maybe some of the grandparents listening because they listen to kick-ass boomers will talk to their children about having tried the allergy kit. I mean, why not? Give it a try. If it helps, wow, you've changed some lives there because it can make a huge difference in families' lives. Yeah, because I have one kit that is specifically for uh, autism. I call it the uh, autism starter kit because some of them have so many more. Yes. But, and I also uh, said coaching with if the mothers need more help, then I can help them with teaching them about nutrition. And oh, that's so wonderful. Because they need, yeah, they need, there's no place for them to learn that. There really is. No. So no. that's wonderful. Well, thank you for joining Kick-Ass Boomers today. You've shared such valuable information, and some of it could be life-changing for my audience, I hope, their families and their children. So the link to Inga's website will be in the show notes in case you didn't write it down, so that you can just go to kickassboomers.com, click on Inga's picture, all the show notes and all the links will come down. And please go check it out, learn more about the allergy kit, learn more about what Dr. Inga can do to help make a better life for a lot of people. Let your friends know. Don't share this information with whoever you know who has a problem. There's lots of people that need this help. Yes. So thank you. Yeah. So thank Thank you for the conversation today. Thank you for joining us. I know a lot of people are going to be helped. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. You're welcome. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of Kick-Ass Boomers. For more information on today's guest, along with the show notes and other inspiring resources, buzz on over to kickassboomers.com. And don't forget to join our Kick-Ass community on Facebook or LinkedIn to continue the conversation. Be bold, not old.